Episode 16 of the MX Vice Show, presented by 24MX, Europe's largest e-commerce store and your one-stop shop for all things motocross. All the talk this week is about MXON and silly season with contracts uh, up everywhere by the looks of it. Loads of rumours, loads of talk. But first, before we go crazy with all that, we want to thank our sponsors, Talon Wheels, Extra Triple Clamps, Liat, Recluse Clutches, Atlas Braces for all their continued support. I'm James Burford and alongside me is MX Vice Editor Lewis Phillips. What's up? Wow. What? Um, what? And in the studio, as always, is Rob, our producer from Jukebox Beats. You didn't sound very happy, Lewis. What's up? I That's what I said. Oh, okay. It wasn't very enthusiastic. Oh, sorry. Hi. I thought you'd be excited. Mm. There's so much happening. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. I am actually sad. Is that because you left Elton? What? The, the oh, picture of you and Elton John. You're talking about your, you have like five followers on Twitter, so no one's going to get that. I am sad because, I don't know if you know this, it hurts me to say the words, there is now only four MXGP rounds left. Wow. It's the final countdown. Okay. As a man once sang. But 2020's on the doorstep. I just don't know if I can do another off-season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but your off-season's going to consist of, what, Supercross? I hope so. Imagine if it doesn't. What will I do? Like, I had an off weekend. Uh, obviously, the last two days were my first off weekend in, I don't know, nine weeks? I think. Yeah. What did you do? Nothing. My life consisted of, like, literally emptiness. Like, literally. No- like, it turns out, it turns out, I kind of need this motocross thing. So, if there are any ladies out there which are looking to fill their weekends... Once every nine weekends. <laughs> yeah, then um, Lewis is available. He's around about 6'2". I just, I just love motocross so much. I'm 6'4". Are you? So okay, uh, six four basketball player in the making, thinner version of Lewis Capaldi, much thinner, 
And better looking. And better looking, thank you. But less money. Mm, don't know. Oh, I don't. You haven't seen my accounts lately. Oh, okay. Okay. So we had some news just dropped today, um, which is going to be tomorrow when this podcast comes out. No, it'll be yesterday when this podcast comes out. <laughs> I'm so confused. <laughs> but it looks like Max Anstey has not had his contract renewed. Yeah, it hurts me. hurts me to say that as well, really. It was kind of up in the air whether he was going to go back to standing. The crux in all of this is that Koldenoff had a two-year deal. I've said it before, and not just with Max. I feel like if Koldenoff didn't have a two-year deal, this whole silly season thing would operate very differently. Because he's making a lot of money for a satellite team, and he hasn't had the most stellar season. So he's really landed on his feet, the fact that he hasn't got to worry for next year. Because I would say that he has a reason to be worried otherwise. But instead, he's looking cushy, and Max is unfortunately on the outs. But I'm sure he'll get something because, like, look at it. Look at the other free agents. No one is no one is as accomplished as him, has got the record that he has, has a fan base that he has. I can tell that just by the amount of bloody comments on MX Vice Facebook about him. Everything that Max has is perfect for a team. So there will be teams that desperately want that because you go to a sponsor and you say, I've got Max Anstey, and they immediately go, fucking hell. Okay, so what teams are left? To offer him a position. This is the problem. <laughs> no, all the factory seats are gone. And by the way, actually, no, I can't say that yet, but all the factory seats are gone. The only thing that's up in the air is this Honda seat, but then we think we know who that's going to. Yeah. But it's not going to be announced until October, November. Yeah. Honda are, her Honda are typically like insanely late with their announcements. Like, remember the year they signed Paul Ann? That didn't get officially announced until November the 17th or something because. Okay. That's just the way they do things. So that won't be official for a while. So effectively, no, scrap that. Effectively, every single factory seat is full. Right. Obviously not all official, but every factory seat is full. So if we look and, at... And for those thinking, no, treat the Honda seat isn't going to sewer. So every person that's saying this, like, oh, I've got insight. No, it's wrong. Wow. That was very passionate. Well, because, every, because everyone's like, I've seen so many people and it's like, no, no, wrong. Okay. Incorrect. Wow. Yeah. So you've just opened it up then by saying that he's not going Honda. I guess so. <laughs> I think you have. <laughs> Good work. So, um, no, I just, no so I'm not saying what he's doing. I'm saying he's not going to Honda. Okay. And Fevra's not going to Honda as well, because today everyone seems to think that Fevra's going to Honda. And that seems to be the rumor of the day. Yeah. And to be fair, uh, Friday, there is an announcement at Imola yep. from Yamaha. Yep. So, Yamaha we... are basically announcing their 2020 racing activities. Which, so, uh, there should be, in my estimations, there are going to be, there's going to be three. Big bits of news dropping from that. Oh, and they are? I can't tell you that yet. But okay. Friday, 6.30 European time, 7.30 English time, uh, I would keep an eye on MX Vice because there will be three bits of big news. I'm not sure how I'm going to do all three at once. I know two. What's the third one? I told I messaged you about it when I was at Lommel. Oh. No one cares. Though. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is a private conversation. <laughs> so kind of like two important ones yeah. and then... No. Oh, okay. It was big. Was it? Yeah, remember you said you were shocked. Your reply was, wow, dot, dot, dot. Oh, maybe I need to look back on <laughs> look at that conversation. I can't remember now. Okay, so let's, let's go back to Max. So stand-in, done. I'm inter- I don't know who stand-in are going to, who will be their second seat, because th- it's not confirmed it's going to be Monticelli. Holdenoff's definitely there, no, no question. So the other options are Lieber? Yeah, I've seen Lieber having meetings. Flanderen? Yep. So that's. Like, t- I would say it's between those three riders now. So it's. Yeah. Okay. So, and do you reckon they'll run three again? Or no, no. Two, two? I, I'd imagine if they were running three, then Max would still be there. Okay. But okay. I don't know how to say. Like, because yeah. your point. Like, people seem to think that, oh, yeah, it must be because Max wants too much money. It isn't actually that at all. I kind of know some stuff. It's not that at all. Think about that and think about other riders and reverse that. 
Yeah. Does it's a real sense? shame because um, they're a great team and it would have been good to see. What, what would be the opposite of someone wanting money? Not wanting money. Okay, and I'll apply that to some other riders in the pits and then you kind of maybe get what I'm getting at. Yeah, okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> so let's break down the other teams. So there's possibility of Gebben. Yeah, I think Gebben of second seat is still full. I, th- I think um, Patrell's not going back, which no. confuses me because supposedly he bought a sponsor. Yeah. But put quite a bit of money into the team. So, But I guess that partnership's ending as well. Yeah. So there's there's a space at Gebben. Yep. Where else will we, will we I'll go? tell you what, on Gebben, because uh, obviously Tommy was close to going to Gebben this year. Mm-hmm. And at one of, I think I've already said it, but at one of the GPs, I randomly decided to just have a little bit of a nose around the team. Because it's one of those teams where you know about it and it's always there, but you don't really know. Their setup's pretty impressive. No, it's really impressive. Like the truck, the awning, like everything seems quite solid. So yeah. I, don't, I think that's a bigger option than maybe some realize or appreciate. Yeah. I guess because they're not kind of in your face and they're not, we don't see them too much on social, do we? And, and the whole marketing side, but actually within the pits, they have got a professional setup. So we've got Gabon, we've got 450 Honda rides. There's no 450 Honda rides. No, because Honda Europe don't really do that. Uh, who's far in a KTM it's really just standing um, yeah, not factory teams I mean as in oh, satellite yeah. teams yeah so really there's I can only think of two and that's JWR and well you've got teams like Hitachi maybe need a spot okay, Hita- RFX but that's not yeah. the standing level no and then you've got Gavin and you've got JWR so that's four possible teams there uh, potentially. And we heard this week that uh, Revo no longer doing GPs. Well, we heard that a few weeks ago. But... I don't you know. I guess we're allowed to talk about it. I got told I wasn't allowed to talk about it, but then I guess we are now. It's out there. So I've seen well, it. I guess in... so. I've... Yeah, but I don't think it's supposed to be out there yet. Oh, okay. So, um... But it's out there. So, yeah. So it, it looks like. Um... It doesn't look like they're not doing GPs next year. No, it doesn't. And it's down to money, I think. Yeah. Well, put it. Uh, last week we did that interview with Dylan Walsh and he said he'd been told to look for a ride next year. That's why. Yeah, he didn't get told to look for a ride because they didn't want him. He got told because the team wouldn't be doing GPs. GPs yeah, so which sucks again because that's another two spots. But then that's an MX2, so I don't think it's that bigger issue because I feel like there's enough MX2 riders to go around, and maybe too many MX2 riders to go around because I think a few teams are kind of looking at the uh, landscape and going like, "What the hell are we supposed to do?" Yeah, there was talk of Revo picking up a 450 rider for next year, so that would have obviously helped out significantly had they done that. But that's not going to happen now. Yeah, I read that they were having trouble finding like a, a big... Just a title sponsor. Title sponsor to come in. Because although Revo is technically the title sponsor, it's also Revo's team. So yeah. like it's, Revo are obviously paying more than a title sponsor. Well, they're kind of carrying the whole yeah. team, I would have thought, yeah. I explain that terribly. <laughs> but the interesting thing here is there doesn't seem to be too many teams left for Max to fit into. Oh, and we did mention, uh, we haven't mentioned Steve Dixon. Oh, yeah, but I think he's kind of full because he's signed an MX2 rider for next year. And then if Darian doesn't get anything in America... yeah then he will be on a 450 at DRT, as far as I know. Okay. Because he's under contract for next year, so but he can get out of it if he wants to go back to America or whatever. Okay. But Darian's working on two factory options in America, but one of those has gone, as far as I know, over the weekend. So he's now working on one 250 factory option. Okay. And if he doesn't get that, then I don't know. So looking at this for next year, there's going to be a lot of riders sat out. Because the, the ones which are coming up from MX2... Yeah, but you've got to look at like the riders who are coming up from MX2. Like Asteri will slot quite nicely into a team like Hitachi or RFX. Yeah. Like you're, we're looking at it as what elite teams can take an elite rider like Max. Mm-hmm. And that there's few and far between there. But as far as smaller teams but can take unproven on a 450 talent, there's a few of those spots lying around. Like you say, JWR or RFX or Hitachi or whoever else. Like There's all these random European teams that you don't really hear about until they sign one of these guys. Then you're like, oh yeah, I guess they are there every week. Yeah, I guess there's uh, like the Hutter Metal. 
Yeah, although we heard they're going to be an EMX 250 team next year. It does sound like they're going to... So that's, again, that's three, two uh, MXGP spots gone. Yeah. So So when you're looking at... Boss? Anyone want to sign for Boss? Well, don't know whether I should put that out. No. No? No, I'm not going to say that. No. There may be another poem this week. Maybe. When you came and you left and... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, jeez. And then you took it away. (laughs) But if we're looking at... Looking at next year, we've got we know Strybos doesn't have a contract. Brilikov doesn't. You're going to say contract. that? Are you going to say like, they don't have a contract? And yeah, I well, I don't think they've, they're going to be off. They're not going back to JWR. No, they're not going back to JWR. I like how you um, said that all casually. Like that was what you were saying all along. We don't know what Leox up to. Um, Leox will just do his normal A1M thing. Yeah, uh, Simpson. We heard anything from Simpson? Simpson will find a spot. Simpson's quite engrossed in the whole KTM thing. So Simpson's. We will get placed on. It could be. You know, if, I don't if, think if it's not got a problem, if it's not RFX, then it will be back in Hitachi, I guess. I think he'll. I reckon. I would bet that he would now end up back at RFX. He's when I spoke to him about it at Lockett, he seemed more than happy to do that. So, um, Monticelli, Monticelli will find a spot. Yep, he could even be standing again. So, Anton Gold, we we've not heard what Anton Gold's going to be up to. He's putting a couple of top fifteen. Yeah, rides. but come on, top fifteen rides like he's twelfth on the list of free agents. Patrell, I don't know what Patrell's going to do. No, not the way. Um, I'm sure he'll end up on a team like VHR. Like, French riders seem to end up on random French teams. Petrov? So he's like Boutron. 15th on the list. Boutron will go back to, um, what's that team do? JD Gunnix. Guillo? Guillo's not. Guillo, you need to stay relevant, and Guillo hasn't done a good job of that. No. But what we find here is those are riders which haven't got a team as of yet, and we, we haven't mentioned Tommy Searle as well. And Lieber. Lieber, yeah. So does... Quite a few riders. And plus, who's coming up from MX2? So you got Sterry, Jacoby. Chervelin. Chervelin. Jacoby's got a spot. Ooh, did I, I told you about Chervelin, didn't I? No. Did I tell you about Jacoby? I think you told me about Okay, Chervelin. so you, I yeah. share things and you don't. Okay. I thought I told you last week. Is Chervelin going to be on that team that I told you about? No. Okay. Because I no. thought that might happen because... No, but I know oh. that. Yeah. So, so there's... Yeah. We're speaking in code here. Yeah, but I now want to know these two things. <laughs> There's so much happening. Can you say what you know about Chervelin? Well, I know that he's been talking to teams in the in the pits. I hope it is it a high team. Uh, no. Okay. I no. was going to say because if he's going to take a ride over Max or someone, then these teams have gone insane. No, no, not at all. I tell you what's funny. Oh, it's Lupino, Gavin. Yeah, he'll be given. Yeah. Somehow he's only been there for like two years, but he's got his feet firmly under the table there, and he's uh, been putting in some impressive rides. Bogers. If you're oh Jesus. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Bogers. I'm pretty sure. I looked at this the other day. Maybe I've gone wrong. As you know, ages aren't my strong point. Bogus is still under yeah, 23, he, isn't he? He's 22 and his birthday's in September. Wait, that would mean he's 23 this year, wouldn't it? Supposedly um, he was born on the 19th of September 1996 and he's 22 at the moment, which would mean he's going to turn 23 and won't be eligible for next year. Yeah. Like if he was born three months later and on the you're other not, side you're of not the threshold. Say EMX 250, I would have said that maybe he would have been a good option for EMX 250. Wow. Do you not think? Like a team like Asamoto who wants to guessing- win that title... I mean, I don't know. Would he win that title? No. <laughs> no? No. You forget how good he was on a 250, but then that was a long time ago now. Yeah, unless he... Well, yeah, okay. I'll probably, yeah, let's not say that. Bernardini. Where's Bernardini going? He'll stay where he was, won't he? There's, a, there's what, 20-odd 20, 20 riders here who haven't got a ride yet. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot of people. Well, let's use some MX fires money. Let's get a truck on the road. We haven't got any money. And let's sign some people up. It's 24 MXs. Okay, let's use that money. Let's get a truck on the road. Let's sign some people up. Okay, well, we're going to have a 24 max team. We'll just have 15 riders. 
a 24MX UK team, because we got the UK. Oh, yeah. yeah. We can only use the UK budget. 15 riders. 15 riders? Sure, it won't cost much. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. We'll take 15 riders to China. <laughs> this is where we need to have a Teddy Parks version for MXGP. What, TPJ? I've, I've been talking about this for a long time. Yeah, but that's never going to work. Why is it never going to work? Because I feel like European riders always have weird little connections in their own countries. So to have a, an option like that, it's never really worth it. Especially considering you're looking at a TPJ that's going from like California to Atlanta, um, Atlanta to Florida. Yeah. Whereas this is going from Holland to Belgium, Holland to France. Like privateers, quote unquote, can do that themselves here. That isn't so. hard work. Yeah. Okay. Still think it'll work, but there we go. So that's silly season, which has gone pretty crazy. MXON. There seems to be uh, quite a few announcements. Not too many pieces of the puzzle left. No, we got. Uh, we'll go on what we've heard so far. So USA was announced, mm-hmm. and we, they are France was announced before when we did the show last week. Okay, I like how you say okay. Like I've just told you that news, so we covered that, didn't we? Yeah. And then was there anything between France and the USA? USA's Anderson, Cooper, and Osborne. Yep. Yeah. And then Germany is Koch, Jacoby, and Ulrich. Yeah. Sweden is Bengtsson, Usland, and Goal. Yep. Russia is. Rylaikov and his two friends from yep. Russia. <laughs> um, <laughs> Good work. Yeah. Uh, uh, I swear there was a fifth one. South Africa's been announced. Switzerland? Yeah, yeah. That was, we've done that. Yeah, that was yeah. yeah, South Africa's been announced. Uh, there was another country like that. But anyway. So we're uh, waiting for Dutch. Dutch is going to be announced on Tuesday the 20th, so the next Tuesday. Okay. I think. UK? Uh, it's going to be announced at Imola, I think. Uh, well, Great Britain, not UK. Um and who else were it for? Puerto Rico, but we're not sure what's going on there. I feel like they would have said something by now. Yeah. I'll ask Steve Dixon at the weekend because he always seems to be involved. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Bikes. Australia. Nothing yet. Nothing yet. But we kind of... I'm hearing it could be like Evans... Hunter Lawrence. And Beaton. And Beaton. But I feel like, I don't know. Really? I feel, like, I feel like it could be quite a good team. Yeah. That would be a great I'll team. stick yeah. Evans on a 450, obviously. Beaton yeah. on a 450. Beaton. It'd be all right on a 450. Yeah. Quite big. Yeah. Stick Hunter on a 250, what he's used to. Yeah. Decent. Yeah. That's podium. I think America can win. I think America can win. I think I actually said that last week. I've said it for months. Oh, here we go. So beat that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, no, I think if they win, I would not be shocked. No, I, think, I wouldn't. I think they've got a strong team and the amount of injuries to everybody else. And, and I think for the first time, I think France have got a good team, but it's not their A team. I don't know. Well, it's, it's a better team than they had last year and the year before that. Just for Anderson and... Muskin would be... Yeah, but think about it. Is Fevre, Paulan, and Vial better than Paulan, Tixier and Ferrandis? That's better, isn't it, this year? You and is it better that. than Fevre, Paulan, and Charlier? Yeah, it is. France are actually going in with their strongest team in uh, years. Did you just punch the microphone? I did. Okay. Yeah, so it's not, not, a bad, not a bad team. I still don't think it's the strongest. Be honest. They're probably going to end up winning, aren't they? And then we're just going to... I'm at the point where, like, towards the end You of... just said America's winning. No, I said they could win. Towards the end of USA's win streak that ended in 2011, I was just like, okay, I'm ready to see someone else win now. And then Germany won in 2012. Cool. How weird yeah. is it to think that Germany won the nations? Who would have thought? Amazing. I'm now at a point with France where I'm like, okay, I'm ready for yeah, someone else need, to win we need, now. We need somebody yeah. new. Like, I'm very bored of France winning. Yeah. So I don't, I don't care who it is. It can be America. It can be Britain. It can be Belgium. It can be whoever. I really don't care. But I'm ready for a change. So we've talked a lot about um, uh, Great Britain behind the behind the scenes. So we know that Great Britain's going to be released possibly this weekend. Yeah, not definite, but from what I know, it will be this weekend. Okay. And the team, we obviously we, let's not talk about the team because we kind of know it, and we're just going to give it away. Yeah. But... Well, I know the team, which means it's been picked, which means that it's going to be announced soon. 
but they stand a really good chance. This is actually quite impressive that the team's been picked because last year it was the latest it could possibly be. So like, well done everyone involved for getting this picked quite quickly. Mm-hmm. Well, it kind of picks itself. No. Nope. No? There might be a few surprises. Okay. Or maybe not. Oh, okay. I'm just building the... <laughs> oh, trying to build, yeah. yeah. But from, from, from our point of view, we kind of... This is a solid team. And it's not only a solid team, but it's a, it's a team that could possibly... To be fair, though, there's Third like, podium in a row? To be fair, like, there's six riders that, and any variation of that could be considered a strong team. Yeah. Of the six riders in the pool, we know Dean Wilson's obviously not been picked now because he put it out. But of the six riders, like Wilson, Searle, Sterry, Anstey, Watson, who did I miss? Simpson. Of those six riders, any variation of that, like Anstey, Watson, uh, Sterry on a 450, or Anstey, Sterry, Watson on a 450, or anything like that, like they all would have worked, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it was a weird situation where there's no team where no one could, anyone could necessarily go like, that's a terrible idea. Why the hell are we doing that? Every variation, everyone probably would have gone, eh, oh, that's all right. I can see that. I'll say this about Britain at the Nations. Yeah. If Max is picked, he could go 1-1. He could. Because the only rider to necessarily stop him from going 1-1 will be Hurlins. Aside from that, there's no one, I can't think of anyone in the field who's going to necessarily be better than him in the sand around Assen or even close to him. No, not after his domination no, exactly. in race two in Lommel. And we, we got a glimpse of that at Valkensvar before he went over the bars. I almost wouldn't be surprised if he's picked, if he goes 1-1 again. Which, building on what we were saying earlier about him now not having a ride for next year, that's, that would be quite a statement. Can you imagine going one one at Nations and not have a ride? Just drop the mic. Just like, what is the point? Yeah, but yeah, so we'll see with that. And then Holland, the big one with Holland is uh, who they're going to have in MX2, Calvin or van der Moestijk. I mean, who would you go for? I mean, you've got Vlanderen who's just come back well, from injury. You've got someone who's uh, seasoned, you know, he's been there before, dealt with the pressure, great rider, good in the sand. And then you've got the young gun. Moestijk is going to do MX2 in Turkey and China. So that's exciting. I don't think that Moostyke finishes ahead of Landrin in either of those races. I just don't. However, for some reason, in my gut, I could just see them going with Moostyke. I don't know why. I, don't even, like, I literally have no reason to back that up. But for some reason, deep in my gut, I've got a funny feeling that they'll go with him. I, think- and I really, like, I can't stress this enough. I don't know why I feel that way. It just feels something inside me is like, that will happen. Imagine if Landrin does get left out. I mean, that's weird. Like, Does he go back to South Africa? Nah. Like... Hey, I, think, I know you've picked your three riders, but what up? Nah, no, I think he just, you know, takes it on the chin and literally uh, goes again next year. Hello. Oh, oh hi. <laughs> yeah, great. Wait, anything happen on the phone? That you no, I'm just, I'm just waiting for someone to post something. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I'm, not sure what, I'm not sure what this person's doing. I thought we were doing a podcast show, but, no, uh, um, you know, anytime you want to join in, it'd be great. I think you've got to go. I think Vlandering is a safe option. Moostike is the exciting new different thing. Yeah. But don't you want a safe option? Because you've got Hurlings, who is safe. You've got Coldenough, who's safe. Put Blandrin in there, who's safe, That's apart from if a rocket's his eye or his bike breaks. And th- this is going to be that. a good chance for them to win. Yeah, if it doesn't happen this year, then I'd, like, when is it going to happen? Well, the Coldenough of MXON 18 was the talking point, and it just didn't seem to reproduce uh, that form and that speed this year. I don't think it's been a good year for him. No, it's Well, I think, I think like, he's probably I've, I don't know why. and say exactly the same thing. Like, if you look at it, if you look at it on paper, it's very similar to other years. But for some reason, I just feel like there hasn't been enough spark and excitement and all of that. It just feels like a bit flat. Which, to be fair, it took longer than expected to come back from those injuries. And it was a miracle he was even racing Argentina. He probably shouldn't have been. But I don't know. I just feel like it's a bit of a meh season. No, okay. It's nothing to write home about, necessarily. No, it's like you said. It, it, I mean, he has got that one podium. But like I said last week, had Max not crashed in the first corner, he wouldn't have been on the podium. 
some people say that's a stupid thing to say, but... Facts, isn't it? Well, it's a, it's a fact that he finished, so... Well, yeah, exactly. That's why people say it's a stupid thing to say. But, I, like, what I'm saying is it wasn't like, oh, well, Lommel that time... Remember Lommel in 2019, no? He was, like, clearly the third best guy. No, it wasn't that. That's what I'm getting at. Okay. Thanks for that. Yeah. But solid team. Those three riders have the chance to, to win. Well, that might not be the team. But if, they, if it was the team... Okay, put it this way. If it was Herlin's, Vlandering, Mustai... Oh, uh, no. Herlin's, Vlandering, Koldenov, you're saying solid team with a good chance to win. Yeah. If I'm telling you now that it's Herlin's, Moosedike, Koldenov, would you say the same thing? I think we all know, because I predicted this at the start of the year, that I'm a Van Moosedike fan. Yeah, but you also predicted he was a full-time MX2 rider. Exactly. And after speaking to Steve Gutteridge and him confirming that they wanted to put him in uh, MX2, but yet Kawasaki kept in Danny MX250 to win that, I am a big fan. But However, it is a pretty pressurized event, and being in a home nation as well, I mean, the expectation on someone so young, and... He has crashed a few times. Yeah, that would be my worry. I don't think the bike's a problem. Obviously, F and H bikes are strong. We've seen that. Got He's good in the sand. We know that. Got Deruva in his corner. But, but like, look look over the years. How many riders have really produced in their First Nations ever? It's very 50-50. Mm, yeah. I, I, like I said, it's a chance. It's a chance and it could... Like, for instance, Watson, last year, that was his First Nations ever and he was great. So it does happen, but it's like different people will react to the pressure differently and in, it intensifies when you uh, add in the fact that the Nations is in his home country. Cool. Well, like, you at least got to think that Vlandering would know how to cope with everything and it would just be another nations for him whereas for Moustak it'd be exciting and new and oh my god I can't believe I'm here and all the fans will be all over him his family will be there it'll be mental I just don't know how he would deal with that because like you say we have seen him crash from time to time although to his credit in the last five four EMX 250 rounds he's been a picture of consistency yeah he's so, completely turned it around and he's clearly the best rider in that class and I'd actually at this point now be shocked if he doesn't win the title in Sweden what about this then so he doesn't get picked, and then he outperforms Flanderen and podiums in the last two rounds. He's not going to podium, come I'm just, on. I'm, I'm just saying, what happens? I don't think... What happens? Well, but what I'm saying is I don't think he can necessarily outperform Flanderen. Okay. Because Flanderen was second overall at a weekend. Yep. So is Moustite going to be second overall? No. Flanderen doesn't have races where he just sucks and is like eight. So if Moustite's going to beat Flanderen, then he's going to have to get right up there. And to be fair, he did that in Portugal, but both motos is a different story. And like Turkey, China are going to be new events, new experiences, or new events for him, obviously. New events, new experiences. So, like, how is he going to handle that? And it's just more questions again. Looking at the championship positions for MX2 this year, can you believe that Vlanderen's missed six races and 10th in the championship? I actually had no idea where Vlanderen was in the championship. 10th so in the thing. championship. It's the same as Evans, though. Like, Evans has missed a ton, and what's yeah. he, eight? Evans is 12th. Okay, he's 12th. Well, yeah. that adds um, up, actually. <laughs> and Watson's missed four, and he's seventh. But it's interesting that the, the, the rounds that Watson and Vlanderen have been doing, they've, they've been, you know, obviously scoring, scoring well. Yeah. On that note, let's take a break. What a fire note to end on. <laughs> there we go, yeah. Let's take a break, listen to our sponsors, and we'll be back in five. Yeah, Max, five, show, show, show. For everything in the world of motocross, head to mxvice.com, at Motocross Vice on Twitter, and search MX Vice on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. All content is now available in Spanish and Italian. BMX Vice Show. So, Lewis. So, James. This is our third time of trying to come back on the show because you keep touching is, the long the mic in stopped. front of your face. That isn't the reason we stopped. This is your third chance or try to try and get this segue back from commercial done correctly. Because you keep grabbing the microphone if with both puts, hands and that putting it towards you, if your that mouth. If that puts you off, then I'm not really 
sure what to say. I thought you would have had it down by now, but clearly you're still absolutely shit at this. I am shit at this. And I, <laughs> I, I will put my hands up and say, I didn't even want this. No, no, you've told everyone that many times. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't even know why I'm still here. It's fucking 16 times now. You know, there was there were a few... I've got a day job. There were a few people who we cut from the show after the pilot. What do you mean a few people? Remember there was a, there was a, there was a person or two on the pilot and then they were cut from that point on. Well, you on about our colleague Sophie? Well, I'm just talking about all the things on the pilot that was there and then wasn't. Did um, you cut Sophie? I'm just wondering if maybe you should have been one of those people. Did you cut Sophie? What are you doing to me? <laughs> I didn't know you cut her. Is she still here? Well, she's next door. Should we bring her back in? <laughs> no, I'm fine. Wow. Wow, you've just made me seem like the biggest dick ever. I was trying to make a joke about maybe you should have been one of the people we cut. Oh, right, okay. And then you've ended up looking like a dick. Yeah, because you've just put words in my mouth. Oh, you're grabbing the mic again. Anyway, continue. One-handed. Continue. Okay, so this weekend, Fox Hills. No, that was last weekend. This weekend is Imola. Okay, last weekend, Fox Hills. It's Fox Hill. Fox Hill, whatever. Uh, we had the ADAC. We had Swedish Championship. And that was it. Anything we learned from those? Not really. There was Simpson nothing. went 1-1. Sewer went 1-1. Dry Boss went 4-1-1. 4-1-1. And yeah, that's exciting. And that's it. Yeah, yeah, that's exciting. And a lot of riders just chose not to, to ride. Yeah, that's exciting. <laughs> Including the British, where there didn't, you know, we're a few rounds in now and still they can't seem to attract the riders. Should we be worried? Um, that's a question in the Ask Vice Anything segment, so I'm not sure why you're trying to shit all over my segment oh okay no it's just that I you know from the weekend I kind of just I don't think you should be worried at all because you really don't seem to give much of a shit so <laughs> I think as you're sat at home on your Sundays I don't think there's a reason for you to worry no <laughs> it's nice having my Sundays back I've, I've done a yeah, barbecue because in, because in the past you did so many British rounds I did I, 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 hey back, you can't, you... back in the day recently though you've done like one a year well that's what I employed you guys for Oh, that's true. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, anyway, I was happy doing the fucking tweets before you took it off me. Basically, everything I've done, you've just took off me. And just you wait till I take the host chair. <laughs> you can fucking have it. Um, okay, so questions. Okay, what we got? Question number one. I've got a question. No, we're not doing that. Yeah. Um, no, no, I've no, got... no. What? Why are you taking your headphones off? This pl- I've got a question from Emeroids. This is a place for motocross talk. And we will accept the odd good joke. Utter shit jokes like that, which are just like... like I bet oh, there's a lot of people I, at home was laughing like, about hemorrhoids. How did you not even hear of, of Bend Over? As much as it's great to have a throwback to my school days with shit jokes... Aren't you in the comedy club? Then I've... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've kind of moved on now. But you never heard of Bend Over? I'm going to put you back in your box. Okay. Well, I thought hemorrhoids was a good one. That's absolutely She terrible. listens every week. Okay. Question number one. Phil G, or G, however it's pronounced, okay. on Facebook, said yep. MX Masters runs combined MX1 and MX2. With the less than stellar entry at Fox Hill, is it time to combine the top lads in one race and run the rest as support? As it used to be back in the day. Ooh. Sorry, my mouth went a bit then. Okay. Uh, go. I'm not a fan of the mixed classes. I've got to be honest. I, I don't want to see that. No. But in this current situation, sure. <laughs> <laughs> let's just let's just try something let's, or you know what's actually no, I shouldn't say that no or we could do the thing where um, they all throw the gloves oh god and then they, that again yeah I like it so they literally they all throw the gloves 
run, pick See, up the gloves in a this pile. Is, this is where we got in trouble. This is where we got in trouble before because we started talking about the British, and then there were funny jokes. And right now, I have a funny joke. But oh, I'm stopping myself. No, from no, tell it. me. <laughs> Come on. I know how it ended last time, and I can't deal with that again. I'm quite. I've still. Got, I've got some haters out there at the moment. I haven't got the time to add more. To yeah, the but list. I've got you a book, haven't I? I've just bought you a new book. Do you want some breaking news? Oh yeah, go on then. But I should probably put on the website, but we're doing this podcast instead. Okay. Uh, Cooper Webb's confirmed to miss the remainder of the 2019 Pro Motocross Championship. Is there any rounds left? Yeah, there's two. Okay. <laughs> Suffer- Massive. Suffered a bone contusion in his left knee. Contusion. Uh, doesn't require surgery. Take a few weeks to recover. So he's basically got a bruise and he's out for the rest of the year. Well, they thought he'd done his ACL at first, so he's actually pretty good. And if he'd done his ACL, that would have been Ooh, that months. would have been bad for the start of Supercross. Six months. So that's really good. Yeah. So that's some positive news. Get well soon, Cooper. I like Cooper. Me too. And there is somewhere I have proof for after round three of Supercross this year. Yeah, you keep saying that every I week. called him to win the title. Yeah. After his first win, I messaged someone and I've got a timestamp that says yeah. Cooper Webb will win the 450SX title. Your mum doesn't count in any of these. Okay, anyway. So back to Phil G's question. Yeah, let's let's do something. Okay, so... Like, I don't, do I think it's good? What was your idea? That wasn't an idea, it was a joke. Yeah, well, tell me your joke. <laughs> no, I'll tell you afterwards. No, tell, tell us now. <laughs> no, share it. I'm not doing it. Come on. Come on. I know you want to. It's just... Come on, do it, do it, do it, do <laughs> no, it. It's not, a, it's not really a joke. No, come on then. No. No, come on. It's ironic. Everybody wants to listen to this now, come on. <laughs> it's No, I, no, I don't want to do don't, it. Don't, no, come anyway, on. So back to Phil G's oh. question. Do I think it's a good thing? No, I, I don't really like having one mixed race and I think it takes something away. And you've got to think, if you do that, the race schedule is going to be pretty empty. And if you're going, if you're one of the few people out there who goes to watch, what are you going to spend your time doing? Because there's no trade stands, there's nothing like that. So you're going to have more time to fill. So that's bad. But at this point, I feel like we may as well try it because something needs to be done. Maybe we do it for one round. Is that possible? Guess not. Well, they do that in the, what's it called? MX the in- Nationals. No, the International. Oh, oh Hawkstone. Hawkstone. Yeah. yeah. And they do it at the MX Nationals as well. Do they? Yeah, no one seems to complain there, so maybe it is the way to go. But okay. I don't know. Do you then, do you score them separately? I guess so. I've got But then thing. they don't do that in the ADAC. Do we just get rid of the British Championship? Okay, next question. I'm not, we're not doing that. Jesus. Why not? Why would we, no. If we've got the British Masters and we've got the MX Nationals, why do we need the British Championship? Yeah, but that's, a, that's another debate because that's, that's too many championships and all that. I yeah. thought the AMCA was starting a new championship. Yeah, but I'm just saying, do we actually need the British Championship anymore? This, this is a, yes. a, an actual... Value. Why? Because it's still the British Championship. It still means more than the MX Nationals and it still means way more than the British Masters. To who? In clout. In what way? Because we found out today that um, actually people in the AMCA are getting way more support than people in the British Championship. Yeah, but it takes... So how has it still got clout? If you take that away, then the whole structure of it is British motocross. It's like Jenga. Pull that little brick out, and it's all just going to come tumbling down. Because although it's not the greatest, that is still like the pinnacle that's holding the rest of this structure together. Okay, uh, British Championship's gone. Suddenly, the MX Nationals and the British Masters are like, oh, we're the Premier Championship. No, we're the Premier Championship. And guess what? Some other fucker's going to start a series because fuck me, I've got a chance to have the best series in Britain. I might even start a series. It seems to be the cool thing to do. I don't know. We've got British Masters. We've got MX Nationals. The British Nationals. Uh, (laughs) MX Masters. MX Masters, I like it. That's quite a good name. Yeah. Copyrighted. (laughs) (laughs) WWW. Yeah. Second question. Okay. Mick Powell on Facebook said, do you think that MXON is due a format change? Cool, lots of people trying to change formats. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe have under 21 or under 19 MX2 and MXGP. 
MX2, Open 2 Stroke, and MXGP. Or just MX2 and MXGP, but four from each country. No. I'm going to veto that. I don't want to change the format of the nations. I like no. the nations. Don't go changing it. If you think, I even like the B group as well. I don't like the fact that if you change the nations, then suddenly, talking about the records and stuff, it all becomes complicated. Because, okay, you've now got an under-19 class. Would whoever our under-19 rider is this year be the first rider to win the under-19 class, or does that count as the MX2 class still? But like, I guess you could have the under-19 in the world juniors anyway, because that runs. What are you talking about? Nations. What, the, well, like the nations in that series? Yeah, you could have the world juniors there, couldn't you? I don't know. Just saying. I don't think that... Not, and also, A, I don't want the nations to change because I bloody love it. Okay. And B, if you do under-19, you're just going to complicate it because there are a lot of nations that struggle to put three good riders together as it is. If you're going to try and now make them find someone who's under-19, like, what the hell would Britain do? Oh, shit, yeah. Who would we have under-19? How old's Conrad? I think he's older than 19. He's injured as well, so he wouldn't do very well. No. <laughs> wouldn't be a wise decision. God, we'd be pretty fucked, wouldn't we? Exactly. Hmm. Uh, answers on a postcard. Joel Rizzi, everyone's going to say. Yeah. But yeah, let's stick him out on there, one, two, five, against Jet Lawrence. Yeah. I don't even, I don't know. Oh, you literally just stumped you, are not I? Exactly. But other countries would be fine, but then you're going to have, so not only, at the moment, you've got seven countries that are real contenders. You're just going to cut that to four countries. And no one wants an open two-stroke class. No one wants that. Oh. Next. Okay. Uh, Marcus Dodd on Facebook. Hello, Marcus. Says, let me just say, Oh, God. Marcus Dodd, what a rider. Said, I'm going to Assen. Can't wait. Is Berth going to open his wallet and buy me a beer? Well, first of all, are you going to show up? Because you're not doing very well lately, are you? Hey. Going to Imola? No. No, I didn't no, think so. I've got... I, yeah, that's harsh because I have got some family problems at the moment. Okay, sorry. <laughs> okay. I don't think we need to bring that into the yeah, no. personal bits into the well, show. Well, you did explain it in detail last week. Yes. <laughs> so, um, there we go, okay? Okay. So, um, no, I won't be going to Imola, but I, I, I do believe I will be making... Uh, you have booked a flight to Udavala. Not technically. You said um, you had. No, I've booked a flight to Sweden, so I've got to go to Sweden to, to Pierce. Yeah. I'm going on a team building week next week. That's fun. Yes. And um, why are you laughing? I don't know, because I'm wondering where you're going with this, because I'm pretty sure you have booked a flight to Udavala. No, I haven't booked it yet. So you booked a one-way flight to Sweden? <laughs> I've got one flight to Sweden. Well, well in hey. that case, you're definitely going to be at Udavala because you're not I'll coming be, home either. I'll be in so. the country. <laughs> um, How have you booked... Why did... Uh, we're talking, why haven't you booked a return? Because I asked you when you're coming back, when you were flying to Gothenburg. And I said, you book your flight and then I'll book our flights around yours. Well, I haven't done that yet. Okay. Okay. He wants to know if you're going to open your wallet and buy him a beer. Definitely. Uh, James will not do that because James is going to be very busy acting as my assistant on that weekend. Well, in assistant? Yeah. I'm going to need assisting with stuff. To be fair, you're not going to be very good at anything, are you? Um, you well, interestingly, uh, 2007, before MX Vice, I was drunk. Uh, 2008, I was drunk. 2009, I was probably still drunk from 2008. 2010, wasn't drunk because I took my wife. 2011, drunk and tried to take photos. And then 2012? Where was 2012? Lommel. Oh, no, I was, I was in business. And then 2013, in, uh... Lewis came along and he put a stop to all of that. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so there's my little... Uh, um, yeah, so Marcus, I'll see you in the beer tent. At MikeK59 on Twitter said, what are the short and long-term racing plans of Conrad Muse? Uh, didn't you have an in-depth conversation with Conrad? Yeah, short term, he's not going to be back on a bike until like January. It's pretty horrific injury though, isn't it? We did Has that last like, week. Well, not yeah. horrific, but it's just take, it's a long no, year. No, it was a bad one. Yeah, it's a serious wrist injury. Yeah. So he's, there's no way he's back before the end of the season. He's not even going to get back on a bike until January, maybe even February. Long term racing plans, I don't know. Yes. 
Guess he's going to do MX2, go to MXGP, retire. Probably win. I reckon he's going to win the World Championship next year. What? Rechette to Malik. Bang to you. Okay, cool. Jack L. Hyde on Twitter wants to know how MXVice.de is doing. Well, uh... well, Jack L. Hyde is German, so you tell us. Because <laughs> we haven't got a bloody clue. <laughs> <laughs> we tried. We tried to uh, check the translation, but my German is not as good. How's yours? Uh, I have got a qualification in German. Reckon die Deutsch? Yeah. That's a shame because I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, if anybody does want to replace me out there. Um, out where? Anybody listen to this who wants to become a host. Um, what, how, where has that come from? We were just talking about mxvice.de. Well, you start saying Spracken de Deutsch. Yeah. But you don't. No. <laughs> yeah, and at that point, that's that just um, actually just okay. put a nail in the coffin. Okay. <laughs> okay. At, this, is a, this is a bit of a tongue twister. You're going to have to think for this one. Okay. At KVA underscore 36 on Twitter said, when will the US series regiment... SX and MX be sexy enough to bring over world-class talent. I feel like the heavy reliance on supercross racing has compromised the enthusiasm for more people to venture over, unless you're French. What could both series do to bridge the disparity? James. Well, <laughs> well interestingly... Uh, you didn't understand a word of that. <laughs> yeah, I did. There's no, I don't even think there's one supercross track in the UK. Wait, wait. Wait, what? Oh, you're saying that's why UK riders don't want to... Yeah, so there's, there's never going to be a, a UK rider going over there because no one practices on ever practices on Supercross. Pretty sure that's the same for the Dutch. German, maybe a little. Italian, maybe a little. But, I mean, there, I don't think there's, there's nothing... I mean, we have one or two events a year. I think the French are probably the most prolific because they have the, the, the Supercross series. And that's how it's going to be until the mindset changes over in Europe. Nothing's ever going to change, but... Can you really see anybody putting any money into it? I mean, the, the Arena Cross series in the UK uh, is made up of French riders, and I think it's dissolved now down to six rounds with three of them being in the same place. So I think they do back-to-back weekends. So I, I don't know, 2026, 2027 maybe, maybe 2030. I actually have no idea what you're just talking about because I was busy doing something else, and all I heard was 2020, 2030, <laughs> and I'm wondering what the hell... You were talking about to get that far into the future. <laughs> well, by the time they actually implement and put anything into, uh, I mean, look at the UK. We can't even at the moment. We're we're struggling to produce motocross. I think Max Anstey would love to go to America, so we could have one maybe if he. I think he would love to go. Yeah, but why, why was why is Max good at Supercross? Oh, by the way, Max in Supercross has everyone seen San Diego twenty ten. Hands no, up. you keep talking about this. Have you seen San Diego 2010? No, because we've all right. got a life. Okay, go on YouTube and watch San Diego 2010, 250 main. Yep. Number 48 on a Star Yamaha, blue fly gear, neck brace with a Union Jack on it. This is what I'm working with. <laughs> what a race. Okay. You should see him double in across the start straight. So let's just get back so to... Basically, Jake Weimer ran away with it. Oh, God. And then Cole Seeley and Will Hahn, who were TLD teammates at the time, were second and third. Max blew past them all and was doing this double. It was a mud race. He was doing this double across the start straight that no one else was doing. And it was bloody big in the mud. Well, interesting. Let's talk about that. What? Because... San Diego 2010? Yeah. So you just mentioned Jake Weimer. Yep. Retired. Who else? Will Hahn. Cole Seeley. Yep. Retired. Will Hahn. Retired. <laughs> Bet he was a little bit older. But you got sold, uh, you got Seeley in, in, in Weimar. You know, Supercross has a great way of um, kind of destroying people's careers through injuries and the toughness of, of the series. I almost made another joke there that would have got us in a lot of trouble. Why would you say, like, no? Okay, like, no. So no, Max, no, all no, I'm saying is no, Max is still many, riding. Okay, brilliant. Max was, that was Max's effectively rookie year. The other, those riders you mentioned weren't in their rookie year. The way ages work, 
is someone who is younger. How old, would go how, how old was Cole Celian in 2010, I nine years know. ago? He was a couple of years older than Matt, I would say. Really? It wasn't his rookie year. Okay. Okay. I think well, I I'm trying the, to think I haven't it, got the data here my iPad's out I of think uh, it, I think it was 2008 juice. San Francisco I think it was 08 San Francisco on a Suzuki when CD was a privateer where he had a really good heat race and that kind of sparked his career I think it was 08 I don't think it was 09 oh hang on I've got my assistant here who's just I don't think it. it was 09 he's 29 years old yeah Max isn't 29 <laughs> in fact so he was 19 in, back then yep wait who Cole Seeley. Well, Max is 26, just. Okay. So Max would have been Max 16. Max is actually a lot younger than people realise. Like, he's got a long career ahead of him still. Effectively, he's only just started his MXGP career. He's yeah. only three years in. Wait, four? Three? Three years in. Like, that's not long, is no. it? And think about the riders that are going to move out in that time, okay? So soon we're losing uh, Caroli when he retires. The Sal? Herlins at some point will retire, I would say, before Max, because he's been through a grind. Yeah. The Sal, like you say. So take those riders out, right? Yeah. And who's coming up apart from Prado? That's gonna. Who could technically be better than Max? Can I ask you a quick question? What are you? Have you decided on a percentage of Max's fee that you're getting paid? No, this is actually a really good point that just came to me. No, uh, when Max listens to this, he he's just gonna literally. You're gonna be his best mate. San Diego, twenty ten. I'm just saying that um, throughout this whole podcast show, you've basically supported Max to another level. San Diego, twenty ten. And it's great for you to have an unbiased opinion. Thank you. Yeah, I am unbiased. Yeah, I'm very unbiased. Oh, I'm just presenting facts to you. Literally, I'm putting facts on the table. Like what? It's up. Like literally, all I'm doing is putting facts on the table. I'm not saying. So, opi- I'm not even saying opinions. I'm saying do, facts. Do you want to put your phone number out now for teams to contact you? Or <laughs> I'm just saying facts. I don't know what you want from me. So, but what I'm have saying, we actually what answered saying, that question. I don't know what the question was. <laughs> the question was: Will we ever see any riders like Guys or oh, Prado go over to America? Guys still wants to go. Well, that wasn't a question. Well, it was kind of. Guys still Guys still wants to go. Moreau's going. Walsh will probably end up there the year after next. Yeah. So people are still going. Yeah. Frandis has only just left to go there, but only left. It's been a couple of years, not too long. Like, I don't really feel like there's less people than there was before going over. And I don't... What can the US series do to be sexy enough to attract people? I think everyone still looks at Supercross and goes, bloody hell, that's awesome. Yeah, I think he's still on another I heard that Calvin even wants to go to yeah. America. So people do want to go, it's just harder to get rides. Like, look at the 250 class in America. Each factory team has five, four riders, and even that is just stacked. Geico, had it not been for Hunter Lawrence being injured, and who else did they have injured at the weekend? Basically, had all of their riders been healthy, they would have had seven riders under their warning at Unadilla. Wow. Take note, MXGP teams. So what I'm saying... You can go with seven. What I'm saying is, there's no room, that's the problem. Everywhere, it's not just an MXGP problem. Everywhere is crowded. Is this? Do you, do you think MXGP then needs to have more rides available? No. The only reason that the only reason that American teams have that many 250 riders is because of the two coasts. Okay. If it wasn't for the two, co- if they somehow decided to um, merge the 250 Supercross series into one massive series, all the 250 teams would go down to two free riders. So do you think at some point we should have... No. I know what you're going to say. No, we're not doing a, a European championship no. and a world championship. Because no. surely a European championship would be a lot cheaper than having to fly around the world. No. I'm not even clear on what you're saying, but no. I'm just saying that um, there could be the potential there to have a European championship. If you're saying that there's seven riders to cover two coasts and we've got two riders to cover a world championship, are you still here? Huh? Yeah. If, um, uh, do you know what? I'm holding this show together this week. If there's anybody else who wants to come I'm in, actually, to, I'll stay here as host and I'll get somebody else I'm in. trying to do other jobs while I'm doing this. Well, can you not just do the podcast and well, do your other yeah, jobs after? News is breaking. Is it actually news or is it... You, it it's for news I've been is waiting. Is it a contract for Max Anstey? <laughs> Funny. Um, 
at little Chris Cam on Twitter said, since the age rule... Hey, Chris. Since the age rule... Since the age rule came into... Angel? Who's the angel? Since the age rule came into play with the MX2 guys having to move up to MXGP, is there a risk that riders from both classes are going to miss out as there doesn't seem to be enough teams to deal with the riders coming up? You can talk about that because I just need to do this quickly. Oh, God's sake. Here we go. I think we talked about this last week. The MX2... The MX250 and, and MX2 age rule 23 has worked well up to this point. Now, unfortunately, we're starting to see some riders like uh, Jacoby, Starry, Turvelin, and so on having to step up. Um, you're seeing Prado having to go up only because of the the rule with um, winning two world championships. However, I don't know if uh, if it's working now or I think from the, from the outside it looks like it's working. However, I just think that economics play a part in what's happening in motocross at the moment. There's not enough money to go around. Sponsors are becoming less and less. Parts, bikes, everything else is, is more and more money. I think people need to get their heads together globally and look at how we can you know, make this series or the pyramid system or whatever work more effective. The age row, I think, is, is still good. When you start to see people you know, like Max, Tommy, you know, Lieber, Monticelli, all without rides next year, and you start just you start to think something's not quite right when you've got really good potential riders who can, you know, top five, top uh, seven, I want, I want to add, got a contract. I want to add something on that. You say you see riders like Calvin and Monticelli without riders. without rides. I didn't say Calvin. Okay, well, whoever you said, Lieber, they don't yeah. not have rides. They just haven't signed yet. Yeah. It's only that, like, not many, like, a lot of teams are, like, getting their budgets. Yeah. Well, the reason why um, Standing have, have only just announced that, because I'm guessing they've only just found out what budget they've got for next yeah, year. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Was, they found out uh, end of last week. And I think Honda were late. I think a lot of teams are late this year. I don't know what contributes to that, but that's why fact, well, factory decisions were made a long time ago. But Well, well, we know that there's, there's so many variables, like depending on what's going on with the roadside, because a lot of these teams are actually in MotoGP and WSB. So, you know, a lot of their budget's taken up from there. You've got Kawasaki, who, who do, you, you've done very well in WSB for the last four or five years. So, you know, where, where do they put their budget? Do they... Do they they carry on with a successful program, what they've currently got? Or do they try and put more budget into Mercross? Who knows? But those are a lot of decisions which go on. And then I guess the teams find out now how much money they got left to, to run a year in. Let's face it, it's, it's a minimum of half a million to run two riders in a world championship. So finding half a million pounds to, to run a team is, is not easy. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks for joining me. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to do this. I just want to apologize just, to everybody like, no, because just, he really, he's really not put in his, his, his 100% there's a, in. There's a lot going on. There's Ever a, since oh. he signed that recording contract, he's been out with fucking Elton this week. Oh, and, God. you know, everything is coming. Lewis Capaldi over there is just, you know, taking a right back step. Just letting everybody at MX Vice down. I'm actually updating MX Vice at the moment. And there's a lot of people on the website at the moment because of what I've just done. Okay. Have you just done fake news? Hmm? Fake news? No. Okay. Let's just text in a rider. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It, oh, hang on. Shocker. Is it, <laughs> is it Max? Um, is it Max? Huh? Is it Max you're texting? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. At Dericulous said, okay. what are the chances of HSF having their own team again next year? I don't think so. I've not heard anything. No, I know the riders have even said, no, it's not happening. Um, so, yeah, I don't think it's happening. But what I'm interested is whether HSF are just going to disappear from the sport completely, because that would be a huge loss, considering the money they put in with their own team and then the money they put into HRC. <laughs> like, but they are a personal sponsor. What you they, your balls? They are a personal sponsor of Hurlins, so that will obviously continue, I'm guessing. And I guess maybe if they don't do anything team-wise, they'll have a logo on Vlandering and Boga's jerseys, I guess. Maybe. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. You happy with that? 
Yeah, you uh, just carry on texting at, and doing what else you got to do. I'm trying to, at aren 22 said, do you think, on Instagram, said, do you think Jorge Prado can beat the bullet in MXGP next year? James, go. Wow. But I'm not the expert, am I? I'm just a host. Okay, no. I think we're all forgetting how good Hurlins is. Okay. Like, I genuinely think we're not quite grasping just how good he was last year. Will Hurlins pull a whole shot in front of Prado? No. And if Prado gets that whole shot, will we check out? Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> what, why, <laughs> is there any point in doing this fucking podcast? But, Rob, Rob's doing overtime. <laughs> and, a lot and all you're doing is just fucking about on your phone and laptop. Do you want me to tell you how many people are on the website? I the don't care at the moment. Okay. We're supposed to be doing a podcast show. Okay. I'm this sorry, is the whole James. reason why I've got nothing open on the desk. It's not me you're letting down, sorry. mate. It's all these people okay. what, what tune in every I'm week sorry, to everyone. listen to this podcast show. I'm sorry, everyone. If you're not going to give it your full attention in 100%, and you're well, gonna... actually, funnily enough, there's a question coming up which leads, uh, <laughs> leads nicely from this. <laughs> but should we not answer the last question? Yeah, no. Is Prado going to beat Herlins in a race? Maybe. I think he will. I mean, look at his debut on the 250. I just, Hurlins is so good. We're forgetting it. And everyone's even I'm, said. I, I'm not everyone, forgetting that he's good. I'm just like, Prado's a freak. But everyone's even said, or everyone at KTM has even said Hurlins would have been even better this year than he was last year. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. If I'm Prado, Crowley, guys, are, and I'm reading that interview on MX Vice, I'm sat, I'm reading that and going, fuck. Yeah. Like, what the hell would have happened then? Because, don't because we don't know. But I think we're forgetting just how... It's easy to get... The problem with motocross is everyone gets swept up in the moment and blah, blah, blah. Well, you're only as good as your last race. Exactly. And if you're not racing, then... Like last year, everyone was like, oh, what's wrong with Geyser? Oh, he's not on the pace of the leaders. Oh, blah, blah, blah. And then now, this year, it's, oh my God, Geyser's the most incredible rider I've ever seen. Next year, depending on what happens, it will be one of those two again. But one thing which excites me about next year is the fact that we've got February on new machinery. We've got Geyser. We've got... Caroli coming back, we've got Hurlins coming back, and we've got Prado stepping up to 450. Oh, next year in MXGP is going to be one of the best years ever. Yeah. I'm very excited already. And, and this actually stems back to the age rule. And the age rule has pushed these riders up. So in, in fact, the age rule has, it, it's, done, it's done good. It's actually, you know, it prohibits some people from staying in the class, but also it's pushed these guys up a little bit earlier to get onto these 450 machines and to have five possible people who can win a world championship or have won a world championship, well, they all won a world championship, go against each other. Look, I said it last week. Oh, yeah, the 23 age rule sucks. Oh, my God. Van Donick's got to go up. He said that if it wasn't for the age rule, he probably would be anyway because he's ready. Prado has to go up because of the rules, but he said if the rules weren't in place, he would be going up now because he's ready. There's so many instances like that. There's another rider who we can't talk about yet, but who's moving to MXGP next year and he doesn't have to. No. But he's ready to do that because if you're on this level, chances are you're going to progress at a rate where by the time you get to 23, you're ready to ditch for 250. Myself, would I be ready to leave a 250 right now? No, that would scare me shitless, <laughs> but I'm not a pro rider, so... <laughs> Okay, next, uh, which was going to take you nicely in. No, that's coming up. I don't know where uh, okay. that is. Uh, that is two questions away. Oh, should we just do that now? Yeah, go on. Okay, Jack L. Hyde, your focus is on live updates, race reports, and interviews. What about some feature stories in the future? Jack, I'm trying. As you can tell, by the way, I've just been shouted out because I'm doing a podcast and updating a website at the same time. I don't have time to do these things. Uh, Jack, I'd just like to say that for the past four years, I've been trying to, to work with him, <laughs> teach him everything I know. We've talked about time management and we've talked about working smarter, not harder. However, no. um, Lewis still seems to uh, get very excited and um, uh, does his own thing. What? <laughs> I think everyone can agree there's a lot of stuff on MX Vice. Yeah. And I feel like interviews are what people want more than a stat sheet. Well, Hurts me to Jack say. doesn't. Because stat sheets are my baby. Yeah. I'm oh, oh, what? Speaking of stats. Oh, no. Um, 
I seen that you were getting some uh what what we call it? Competition. Someone, someone's throwing their dummies out of the pram. Competition on uh online, on Instagram. Yeah. You're no longer a stat master. I never was. I, I never was, but someone is very keen to take that title for themselves. It's like you sat there going, Yep, hey everyone. I'm the best fucking podcast host in the world. Don't but, you forget it. And I'd go, hang on, James. I think we all know that's that I'm bit, not. Yeah, but I, I, I come I, I, on here every week go, talking go, about how crap I am. I would go, hang on, James. That's a bit presumptuous to like sit there and say that about yourself. That's what kind of how I feel about the situation. Okay. I don't need I don't need to sit there and tell people like give myself titles, but some people do. Some okay. people need that validation in their life. Right. So are you is this um, a, a way of apologizing no, to Jack that Jack, you are not stat master anymore? Jack, every single week I try and find time to do a feature, a story, a stat sheet, or something like that. And every single time, and especially now that we've added a podcast, because this effectively Gets takes... to 10 o'clock, Pornhub slips on, I w- and that's it. Effectively, this podcast takes up another day in my week. Every which, night. Which screws me, but this is what people want yep. as well. So He's screwing I'm, himself. I'm trying. I am trying, but we will see. Because obviously, that's, that's what I, uh, I want to do. I'm a writer. I'm, yeah. a, I'm a scribe. So, you're, you're a writer, not a so, fighter. So Jack, I appreciate you pointing that out. And hang on tight because we'll get there. 2020. One, one step at a time. Yeah. Together we can make it. Once he goes to Racer X, Jack, I have all day long to nope. do that. You've screwed that up for me and I screwed that up for myself by saying no. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> There's still uh, time I've read at, an email to Davey. At Dean TR underscore says, what do you think of the current state of affairs at the MXON? Was the most lucrative race in the world not... To- it was the most lucrative race in the world not too long ago, and now it can't seem to attract a lot of people, a lot of the sport's biggest stars. I think we're all getting a bit hung up on this whole, oh, I can't do the MXON. It's still big. Get to Assen. Look at the MX Vice numbers for about the nations. Look how many people are going to go to Assen. Look how many people are still talking about it on Facebook. It's still massive. Yeah, I, I think it's short-sightedness from um, the riders not participating. If they don't feel that that is the biggest, and, that, and not only that, they don't want to ride for their country, I, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's like it's the same as the the English football team. You know, they being selected for their countries. It's the highest honor you can get being selected for your team. You don't do it yeah, but because you can, you can get it when they've got a month break between the last race and the MXON. I can get that. Yeah, but all right. Let, let's let's talk about this. Right, the World Cup comes on in in, in June. Yeah, World I, Cup I, I every, every what, year. Right. I, okay. I, I, no, I don't know. You need to step every out of this conversation. No, every four years. Okay. Right. But. Italy and all, basically either. all the leagues around the world all finish at different times. Yeah. Now do you have fucking Italy kicking off, going, oh, uh, the Premier League goes on for an extra week? Yeah, but it's different for them. Isn't no, it? no, no, it's, it's football not. at the end of the day. All they do is run about and kick a ball. But what I'm saying is, whether that was a joke, by the way. Although it obviously isn't as demanding. Yeah. So um, at, at the end of the day, you should want to ride for your country, no, no matter whatever, and the excuses and everything else. I, do you know what? If you don't want to ride for your country, then that's and, and you've got thingy. That I, I'm sorry, but that's down to you. That if if I was selected for my, I'd give my left testicle to ride for fucking Great Britain. Well, I hope that never comes to that because <laughs> I'd be liar. <laughs> the sport, no, uh, the sport would be in a pretty bad place if you were selected. Okay, uh, at foul one four one said it's mainly the US based riders who either choose not to be up for selection or get ruled out through injury recovery. Actually, this was a reply to the previous guy at Team Factory say no support. I'm interested to know is guys are going to bother this year? Yeah, guys is doing the nations. Yeah, he's. Probably going to struggle to qualify based on Team Slovenia not really having his back. But Yeah, but fair play. Fair play if you want to go out and, and ride for his country. Oh yeah, if you want to look at a rider who's technically kind of wasting his time, it's Geyser. Because he's never going to achieve any result that he cares about as a team. But his fan base is from that country. And they look at how many people from his country now follow Motocross. This whole debate's just been sparked a bit more be- solely because Geyser's doing the Monster Cup as well. 
So everyone's like, oh, if Geyser can do it all, then... But everyone's different and everyone's been through different things. Geyser hasn't done 29 races. Geyser hasn't been racing since the first weekend in January. Hang on a minute. What? I think you might be wrong there. With what? Well, a lot of these riders have done their national championships. They've oh, also yeah. done all the internationals at the, at the start of, of the year. And they've done the Italian championships, yeah. which are in the, January. The beginning of February and the last weekend in January. Americans have been racing since the first weekend in January. And they've got a much more demanding schedule because they have one weekend off in 17 I'm, weeks. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, all I'm saying is that it's not that much difference. No, it is. It is. MXGP, we had a month off in April. We basically had another off season. Yeah, that was a bit ridiculous. <laughs> like, it, it's different. It's apples to oranges at the end of the day. Well, maybe we should look at this and say, um, why don't some of the Americans, more, more, why don't more Americans come over to ride in the MXGP series? Okay. No, I'm just saying that if, it, if it's, you know, we've had Osborne over, who's done very, very well. We've had um, Sinai, who's awesome. We've had a lot of riders over, over the years. What, is it, it'd be interesting if more Americans came over to ride in the World Championship. Yeah, and but what's that? What's that got to do with anything? <laughs> I think we were just talking about... Um, what you think, because it was an easier option? Uh, well, you just told us it's an easier no, option. No, I'm saying, I'm saying as far as the nation's decision goes, yeah. it's obviously different because... A, but what about, what about having that time to recuperate, to get your body healed, and to be able okay, to... Okay, okay. And what's stopping them no, from... So you're hang saying, on a minute. What's stopping them from doing the last couple of GPs? Okay, so I'm Zach Osborne. I'm about to race for America. This is all my life's about. I cannot wait to race for America. I fucking love this. Yep. Months... Uh, you forgot fuck yeah. The race is in a month. Right. I'm going to piss off on holiday for three weeks. Uh, have a couple of burgers, chill out on the beach, just enjoy life a bit. Can you book me a flight to the Netherlands? I'll stop on that and I'll give it my best. And I, no, like, they know, they're smart enough to realize that if they do that, they're going to get so much shit. America are coming over the first week of September. Yeah. And they are just going to do sand, sand, sand. Why? Because this race demands that much attention, which it should. It's the biggest race of the year and it's the biggest motocross race in the world. Yeah. And? Which, which it still is. To go to the previous question, it still has that clout. If it didn't have that clout, the Americans wouldn't be coming over to do that. Yeah. I will add that this year, the MXGP guys haven't, even, has, haven't exactly got it great because two weeks before the nations, they're in China. So Don't forget Landrake. That's a weekend after and that's not all the MXGP riders. That's one or three. Yeah, Alvin. Alvin. For Sweden. Dylan for New Zealand. Yeah. And who for Britain? Do, do, do. We can say that because it yeah. could be any of them. Yeah. Maybe there's a what? Maybe, maybe someone has got a wild card ride for Landrake and it's someone out of the ordinary. Could be. I tell you, um, uh, out of the ordinary, a rider that has done very, very well in the UK this year and oh, stepped here up. We go. Jake Millwood. Okay. For everyone who doesn't know who Jake Millwood is, use Google. Nice. No, he's, he's had a really good year. At Tom Cumber 22 yep. said, thoughts on the trophies at Fox Hill? Fuck me. <laughs> They're about as small as James's aspirations to go to another <laughs> British round. <laughs> I think, um, I think uh, my, actually my no. daughter got um, a bigger trophy for participating in Taekwondo. <laughs> no. Okay. You want to know what? Miss, I'm going to be positive. Convenient. Do you reckon anyone had any trouble getting those home? I right. bet not. I reckon they slotted quite nicely into their suitcase. Yeah. No extra or weight. Or wallet. No extra weight. No extra baggage. None of that. I bet Simpson, when he headed back over to Lowell, slipped it into his bag and it went across like a dream. Yeah. I what bet, a convenient option. I bet they felt like they had big hands. Well, it was a good water bottle holder for Sean. Yeah. So that's conven convenient. Yeah. And in, this in this modern world, we're all about convenience. I wouldn't worry. No one would have watched a podium anyway. There actually did seem to be quite a few fans of Fox Hill. Shut up. 
compared to Hawkstone, which by all accounts was the, maybe the worst day in British motocross history. Oh. Tom Grimshaw, 61. Oh, good rider. On Instagram. Hi, said, basically, any rider who tries to interact with you is a good rider. Fuck off. Um, what tracks would you like to see on the MXGP calendar? Is Tom 19? He might be 19. There we go. Nations under 19 team. I'm not going to say anything. Okay, what was the question? Um, what, what tracks would you like to see on the MXGP calendar? Desert Martin? You love Desert Martin. No, that's a, not a good option. Why is Desert Martin not a good option? It doesn't have the infrastructure. And you know what? I just, I was stood there last year looking at it and I was like, meh. I was like, maybe it's, maybe we don't realize how narrow it is. I didn't think it was that narrow. Is it I narrow? It was quite narrow. For a GP track. You can have the Irish contingent all over you now. You're fucked. No, I, I like the track. It's good for a British track. I just don't think it's a GP track anymore. Uh, Andrew, do you think you could just go out and get a spade to see if you can dig a bigger fucking hole? I like the Irish. <laughs> I like you all. <laughs> Please don't hurt me. <laughs> um, I think Ireland's going to win the nation did, this year. Didn't we have this question last week? I don't know, but I like this stuff. Um, Isle of Wight, that was so good. Yeah. Did you ever go? No. Okay, good. That's no. good. Okay, we won't talk about that then. No. <laughs> uh, so I always wanted to see what Sun City in South Africa was like. I'm sure we've talked about this before. Yeah, we had, we had this, a similar question a couple of weeks ago, but I like talking about this stuff. Okay. Um, and I'm pretty sure we talked about having Japan. But I think we had countries. We didn't have specific tracks. Oh, did we? I think so. Anyway, like Sun City, I always watch that on TV. That looked like quite a cool place, cool track. Yeah. So that looked all right. Shocker, everyone. It was a flyaway. Jesus. Cool, look at that. I've just suggested that we add another flyaway. I hope I don't get struck down by lightning. Straight to hell. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I said this as well when we had this question before. The Charlotte GP was one of the best GPs I've ever been to. If that could come back. A US GP would be good. WW, that was sick. I feel like Glenn Helen's probably not coming back. No. But still, as far as tracks go, if we can get a few more fans there, as far as tracks go, it's good. What about in Spain? Is there any good... Good tracks in Spain. What you like? I always another track growing up that I kind of always wanted to see in person was Bell Peak. Yeah, that okay, quite cool. There we go then. Has that not got infrastructure? infrastructure? I don't know. I've never been there. I just said one track I would have liked to have seen, meaning I haven't seen. 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 Okay. We haven't got time for pronunciation. Okay, sorry. We're on a deadline. You've just shouted at me because everyone's working late to do this. Okay. Right. So, um, yeah, you have contributed fuck all to that question. <laughs> I don't really know where. Come on, then, James. Let's guess. Farley Castle. No, I'd, uh, one track which I'd Rubber love. Band Start. No, fuck off. One um, track I'd like to see back is Lyrop. Lyrop was sick. Yeah, I like Lyrop. I watched Grown Men cry I like, on that I, track. I like Lyrop, but then at what point do we have too many Dutch and Belgian watched, soundtracks? I watched The Cell Fall Off on a, on a sighting lap. We've all been there. And Boutron Practically Cry. We've all been there. Yeah. I remember once when I was racing, I got stuck on. It was a mud race, and I got stuck on the. Uh, no one believes you raced. No, no one No does. one. Stop, stop making up lies. Oh, okay. Okay. No ba basically, I got stuck on a practice and I absolutely shit myself because I was like, I'm here. I'm never getting back. <laughs> I like, does anyone know I'm here? And I didn't have any flares on me or anything. I was just like, this is it. Where was this? I don't know, when I raced when I was younger somewhere. Oh, okay. I think it was, I can't remember what the track was called. Anyway, <laughs> no one cares. Yeah. Uh, Sam Buckley, 1221. Yep. Says, what's your opinion on the majority of AMA riders missing the nations? Maybe I should have checked to see if all these questions weren't the same. Yeah. Dick. It's supposed to be the most entertaining race of the year, and now appears to be more of an inconvenience for a lot of the top riders. Well, I've, I don't I've, think, I've given I, my five cents. What's yours? I think, didn't we argue about it? I think Roxham would be there if he wasn't ill. He already kind of stated he would be there. Cincerello wants to go. No doubt in my mind, Kawasaki is stopping him. The riders still see it as value and want to be there. Yeah. So the question, we kind of, unfortunately, the riders take a lot of a stick because they're in the public how, eye and all of that. I mean, how hard is it for Kawasaki to phone up? Put me wrong, but 
How can Kawasaki in America not phone Kawasaki Europe and say, have you got any Kawasaki's over there? I don't know. What are you asking me? Well, I'm just saying, how fucking hard is it? Next, at EK Harvey, will we see Covington return to ride MXGP or are there too many other guys out there needing rides? That we get a look. Forgot I realise he has a contract for next year with Husky in the USA, but he has to be wondering if he's cut out for Supercross. Around Mantova time, which was May, that was like the biggest rumour in the paddock that they were talking to people when he was coming back. And yeah, it's I remember that. But then it's all gone quiet, and I really haven't heard anything about Covington since. He got well, married, we, so congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. We know that he's got Epstein Bar. Yep, we do not. Or I guess he's actually, I guess he's not over it. Um, he, only got, he only found out he had it like two months ago. So yeah. So um, next year, if he stays in America and does. Supercross, talk about pressure. Oh my God, the amount of pressure that's going to be on him. And you'll be there. Yep. Even if I have to pay out my own money. Yeah. Because I do love Supercross. You do love Supercross. To be honest, I'll take anything. I want to go to Supercross next year. Okay. Monster Cup? Yeah, I might have to leave my job though to be able to do it because I don't think they're going to send me. You could wear a name tag that says, hello, my name is Lewis. I want to welcome people to the stadium. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, so what were we talking about? Oh, Covington. Yeah. yeah. Those rumours have gone quiet, so I guess there's nothing there. But... Talk about pressure next year because yeah. everyone is going to be watching him. Yeah, Everyone in Europe, everyone in America, even further afield. A question for you. If so, he could go back in a time machine, would he do the same thing again? You would say no, wouldn't you? Just based on how it's gone, but then maybe, I don't know what, would he but go back again, in a time machine and never go home to America? Probably not. He's probably, he's probably quite happy with how his life is laid out at the moment, just the results haven't been there. But what do you think he would have done on a 450? Well, he would have had another year in MX2. So maybe he regrets that, because that could have been a good opportunity to win a lot of GPs. And Holy shit, yeah. Obviously, beating Prado for the title would have been a tall order, but that could have, he could have had a very successful year. Yeah. More successful than it's been in America, by a long shot. So that mm. is a bit of a missed opportunity, maybe, but then he had to do it to get that Husky ride. Yeah. Because the door was open, and it was going to shut if he didn't jump at the chance. At Rich Gray 368 said, can we start a petition to get Nathan Watson on the MX to win team for Assen? There is a lot yeah, of a Nathan lot. Watson. I would say, based on everything I've seen, there is more people that want Nathan Watson on the team than there is people who want Ben Watson on the team. And more people who want Nathan Watson on the team than there are people who want Max Anstey on the team. Which I get because it stems from... Nathan being a superb sand rider. But Max and Ben are superb sand riders and have continued but, to race sand. But hold on. The only thing I would say with... Out, without a doubt, probably one of the best Sam riders, you know, UK Sam riders out there. But there's a different intensity to riding Loon Plage or the Red Bull Knockout. And those, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm no expert. This is, you know, for riders to answer. But the intensity in the, the nations in MXGP and being able to put in those, those fast laps and, and racing like under that intense pressure compared to uh, pacing yourself in Endure, I guess that maybe went against him. Do you agree, Lewis? Yeah, obviously you're gonna you're gonna lose. Um, but there's no your like, edge. We we know Nathan skill wise. Who knows? He might get phenomenal. if he does the nations, he might get confused. And next thing you know, you glance over and he'll be like climbing the stairs on his bike, thinking he's in an enduro. <laughs> <laughs> well, can't the grandstand? Yeah, exactly. We can't have that, can we? No, we can't. He might, he might see a log in a distance. and like, no, but t- t- I can see why people are super passionate because... Like, it's insane though, because it's like the most demand I've ever seen for a rider to be on a nation's team. Yeah. Well, let's start a petition. Well, the team's been picked. And? I really wish I hadn't told you what it was. <laughs> final question. Should we just release it now? No. Final qu- Saturday, I think, at Imola, MX Vice, we will be there and I will have that news up first. And maybe something special if I can arrange it. You okay. hope. What? Oh. You hope you'll get it up first. I'll be up first. Do you reckon you could get it up first? Final question in this two-hour-long Ask Vice Anything section. Yeah. This has been we long, We haven't even it? had a fucking advertising break. We have had one. Yeah. 
at Daniel Smith for uh, 94 with a big finale. Oh, oh, let's make this a good uh, one. With Revo pulling out and VMXGP calendar growing with flyaway rounds and costs soaring, is this a sign of things to come? I follow MXGP religiously, but are we looking at the start of a demise or will these flyaway rounds end up packing the entry list? Right, do you want me to do my speech? Yeah, you do yours and I'll do mine. Right, everyone's injured. Indonesia would have been much busier if Herlins, Caroli, Lupino, Dasau, Lieber. No, he said, will the flyaways end up packing the entry list? I don't really know what that meant. I guess he meant that. Uh, maybe he's um, you're referring to will there be more teams doing more European rather than literally doing all the flyaways? Are less teams going to be... And as look, I, at J, look at JWR this year. They chose to be a European-only team. I think Gebbin... Did Gebbin? Was no, Gebbin. that's what I'm saying. Lupino was injured. Otherwise, they would have gone. Okay, so there was other European teams. Metal. Yeah. Um, there are other Gidenelli, ones. Gidenelli, Yamaha. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> don't ask a question if you don't want the answer. But let's look at that. It's, it's 10k for, for two riders, bikes to go. I think it might be 10 for one rider. And um, once you've got flights, hotels, then you've got to send a mechanic. So you're looking at, you're looking at 10 grand for each flyaway. So if you've got two riders, possibly 15 to 20,000 per round. So if you get five flyaways, that's 25 grand you're looking at for five rounds. And your point with this? I don't know. But, <laughs> it, but what I do know is it costs around about half a million pounds for two riders to, to ride the whole entire series. Yeah, but I think... I don't know. You're going to, it's just the way it goes. You're going to have teams that do international and you're going to have teams that just stick to Europe. And it works. The only reason it doesn't look good this year is because Herlins, Caroli, Lieber, DeSalle, Lupino, all of these riders didn't go to flyaways. There would have been 30 riders in Indonesia if everyone was healthy. And how do we get everyone healthy? Oh, we put it at the beginning of the year. Oh no, we can't have it at the beginning of the year. It rains. What do you, what do you want then? Make your mind up. An umbrella. That's what I mean. Like you're kind of like you. To be fair to Youthstream, they're kind of damned if they do, they damned if they don't, because they had it at the beginning of the year. And to be fair, if I remember right, there was a lot of riders in Indonesia that first year. I'm going to look because I want the exact number. I think there was 32, which is for Indonesia. That's basically Australia. That's a lot of riders. Do you know what's uh, interesting? Is uh, have you seen that? How many points Stuart got for riding in Indonesia compared to most people who Lewis literally... Stewart? Yeah. Have you seen how many points he's got in the he World Championship? Re- he, he didn't really do much for people with the name Lewis. No, but if you checked how many points he's got in the World Championship? Yeah, like 15 or something. 20? That's no, way more than that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he did two rounds, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. So he's got more points than most people have done the whole European uh, races as, as a team, which is interesting because does it make a bit of a mockery of, of the, the European riders which are riding? So the first year we went to Indonesia, we had 27 riders in MXGP and 37 riders in MX2. Bloody hell, our problems are solved. Would you look at that? We've got lots of riders doing flyaways. But everyone said it was raining. So what did Youthstream do? They went, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. We'll put Indonesia into a good part of the year. Oh no, now we don't get enough injuries. Yeah, because people are injured. I'm not supporting anyone in this. I'm just saying, you've got to kind of look at it for what it is. Do you know um, what's an interesting fact? What? That um, MXGP can send more riders to Indonesia than England can send to Swindon. What? I'm just saying that in MXGP, you can get more riders on the line in MX2 then you can actually get from the UK going to Swindon. Oh, right, yeah. That's another issue for another day. I thought you said Sweden, that's why I was I, confused. I, I'm just saying that. Uh, and once again, everyone listening to this doesn't know what Swindon is. Well, Swindon was Fox Hills the okay. weekend, yeah. And Fox Hill was? Near Swindon. No, the British Championship. British Championship. Okay, because people don't understand. Okay, sorry. Yep. Yep. If you're in America, then there's this thing called the British Championship. It was really good in the 80s and 90s, really well talked about, lots of people coming through. And then now, yeah. We have around about 15 youth riders in MXY2. Yeah, but to be fair, to be fair, 
How many other options do those MX Y2 riders have? A lot. Yeah, but it's the same 15 riders in each championship. Well, that's true. No, no it's not like any champion. No, that's really why there, there is 15 riders. And there's only two riders which were injured. Yeah. So we've got 17 riders. I hear you. Just saying that, fucking alarm bells surely have got to be going off. Yep. Okay. Cool. And that's the end of Ask Vice Anything. There we go. Are we going to talk about MX Manager? We probably should. Okay, so uh, we're going to have a little break now, and then we'll be back to talk about MX Manager. The MX Vice Show. This podcast is brought to you by 24MX, Europe's biggest online motocross store. There are hundreds of your favourite brands at discounted prices, so head over to 24MX.com to shop now. The MX Vice Show. Nice Coke, Lewis? Yeah. Yeah? How many cans is that today? You can't get this quality Coke anywhere. How many cans is that today? You missed my joke there. This is my second. Second? Fuck off, is it second? You've had a four. Fuck off, have I had four? I've never had four cans of Coke in one day in my life. Of course you have. No, I haven't. That's a lot. Okay. How's your Coke? Great. First of the day? Second. Oh. No, I'm ill anyway, so. Oh. Do you remember that uh, when we did the podcast in April for like the Matterly, Volkenswad and Trentino weeks when we were both absolutely dying three weeks in a row? Yeah. I remember that. I remember at one point I was wondering if I was ever going to get better. <laughs> Anyway, it will be dramatic or anything, but I thought I was dying. <laughs> um, apologies to everybody who's got to listen to this shit. Let's talk MX Manager. It's you've done prices. I've done prices. And as usual, you've done fuck all. Yep. I have been looking through this and obviously, again, the prices are pretty crap. Anton Gull, 75,000. I haven't got that yet. I'm on MX2. Oh, are we starting with MX2 then? Brian Moreau? What, uh, I'm on MXGP, so we really should have coordinated this a bit better. <laughs> you dick. Uh, okay, I'll go to uh, MX2. Well, now I'm on MX2. <laughs> Honestly. Let's start with MXGP. That's a top class. Okay, well, let's start with MXGP. Right, so Anton Gold sent me 5,000. That is a bargain. Yep. And what, and what do you expect to get for that? 17th? It's not going to be better than that, so, is he? Yeah, but, but then, so do you fair, spend 75,000 for six points? Six points makes all the difference. Like, if I go back here at Lommel... Six points was the difference between eighth, scrolling, 27th. Yeah. Okay. Bogers, 150? No, not on hard pack. I can't do that. I, I can't pick, but I can't pick Bogers and actually just feel like comfortable and confident. Okay. I've got a bargain. Monticelli, 200,000 in front of his home crowd. He could end up with a couple of fifth places. Talk about a season going flat a little bit. Maybe this is what he needs to kickstart. Being back on home soil. He's actually... Wait, did you say Bogus 200,000? 150. Oh. No, it was uh, Monticelli's 200,000, yeah. Um, Lupino, 100,000? Is Lupino back? I think so. As far as I'm aware, he's back. Yeah. But he's not really... He's going to be rusty. Yeah, things aren't really going well. Even if he does get a really good start, he's going to fade quickly. Van Um, Horbeck, 350? Not bad, but it's not a bargain. Kevin Strybos, 100? Nope. No? No. Why not? Hundreds quite cheap. 100,000. Yeah. If he can get a 13th. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe take that. So, Strybos in Monticelli could be a good pick. For yeah, that's 300,000. Value there. And then go Prado. Simpson, 200,000. Simpson, that's not bad. Or Tommy, 150. That's another bargain. That, that's the one to watch, I'd say. Bernardini. How much is he? 100. I've put Bernardini as more than Brolaikov. Yeah, I, but I can see Bernardini on home ground as well. Yeah, but, but um, I'd actually argue that Bernardini's had more little flashes this year than Brolaikov has. Yeah. I'd, I'd, argue, I'd argue that. I think no, most I, people probably would have missed that. But I agree. So there's, that, that's not bad. There's some good bargains. Yeah, I like, and, and also, Leoc, 100k. 
there's not it's weird there's not really any there's a lot of bargains that interest me but none of the mid-level like 400s 300s really grabs my attention for some reason van no. horbeck at 350 jonas at 350 i guess they're good yeah. oh jazakonis 300 that will probably be on my team i could see myself going jazakonis and Searle, jazakonis and strybos something like that what then with a prado <laughs> probably not that much but you're right there you're having a bit of trouble with your coke <laughs> no it's fine it's fine okay uh mx2 i don't want to be dramatic but i just thought i was dying any <laughs> <laughs> hope right uh mx2 yep brian moreau 150 oh it's just moreau in it like the chances of him slinging his kawasaki down the track high it's hard pack there that hasn't helped him <laughs> true but that's not a bad 150 darian sinai Mm. See, my thing with Sanai is Lommel was ridiculously encouraging. Yeah. Lommel shouldn't have been encouraging. Lommel should have been the worst weekend of the year by far. So if that was encouraging, then who knows at this point? All bets are off. Like, who knows? Okay. If, P- you'd, gone to a, if you'd gone to a casino yeah. and said, I want to put money on Lommel going significantly better than Lockett for Sanai, the casino probably wouldn't have taken that bet because they would have gone, no, sorry. The odds are too favouring Lockett. If like if that happened, then I don't know. I don't know what is going on anymore. I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if this is a start of something. Let's just see. Okay, thanks for that. Um, uh, we've got past that, Pooches. Uh, I text Pooches to see if he's back, but he has not replied yet. Okay, so my next bargain is Dylan Walsh for two hundred thousand. Yeah, I think Dylan Walsh is going to be on my team. Think about how good he is on hard pack. One won the weekend. Got a bit of confidence. And oh, you're right there with your coke. <laughs> I, don't, I should probably stop trying to drink it. Um, and He's got a point to prove now because he's got no ride for next year. Yeah. And there are teams watching him. There are teams who have specifically said, let's see what you do at Imola. So. Interesting. Uh, Laranaga. 100. No. No? No. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Say about that rubs me up the wrong way. (laughs) Oh, there's so many things I can say. (laughs) Uh, Henry Jacoby, 350. He'll probably be my anchor. What? Uh, my anchor. He'll okay. probably be the one steering. Like, Jazakonis will be steering the ship in MXGP because I'm bagging on him to be my consistent front runner. Right. Jacoby will be my consistent front runner in MX2. And then I'll pair him. Jeremy Sado, 75,000. That's a pick. Really? Yeah, that is a pick. Okay. All right. I'll, okay. You're the expert. Prado, 600,000, but he scores a lot of points. Oh, I, you just need him to get both whole shots and have the fastest lap. Okay. Is Mitch Evans back this week? Yeah. He is. Yep. And so is Zach Pichon. Okay, so Mitchell Evans at 300,000. That's not bad. Shaq. Rene Hoffer, 150, probably a little bit too much. Okay. Uh, Mitchell Harrison, 200,000. That could be good, especially yeah. around Imola, jumpy track. Yeah. But then again, these man-made tracks are like nothing they've ever experienced in America, so apart okay. from Miller Motorsports Park in Utah. But... Interesting to see the Lepucci's uh, ride in. Yes. He could do quite well, and he's only 50K. Well, he was on the entry list. Yeah, well, he's been doing quite well in EMX 250, showing uh, flashes of brilliance. Yes. How are you doing in MX Manager, James? Well, um, I was in Mexico for the last round. Uh, so we had... Um, Actually, no, the last round was Lommel, and you were in England. <laughs> did I not enter out Lommel? Well, I can find out for you now, if you like. Oh, no, I did enter Lommel, and it was terrible. You had a team at Lommel, and that yeah. team finished 425th with 88 points. Yeah, it was not a good weekend. Now, have a little look at round 13, Lockett. You did not enter a team. No, I was away on holiday. Is that excuse? It takes two minutes. Uh, yeah, it does take two minutes. Uh, however, I was on holiday. 
So yeah, so that's two rounds now I've missed this year. Yeah, what was the? Why did you miss the other one? I can't remember. I forgot. Was, was it that... in Indonesia? I think it was an Indonesia one, and you didn't you didn't understand the time difference. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I think it was the time difference. Yeah. Yeah, because the, the picks closed at like six a.m. Sunday morning in England, so you had to get your picks in on Saturday night. Yeah, which didn't happen. And then the other one, uh, I don't know whether it's worth it or not, is Pichon. Oh, just a risk, but he has been good. That's he's a real he tempts me a lot. I bet he does. But it's difficult. It is difficult. Um, on my MX manager, I've had a... I was up until round 12, Semarang, I was actually starting to inch my way towards first in the overall standings, and I was starting to get a bit confident, and like, oh my God, I might end up winning the whole bloody thing. Look at this. Round 13, lock it. I was 422nd, and then round 14, Lommel, I was 147th. So basically, it's, my season's just gone to shit. And overall, I am now 45th. So... At this point, all I want to do is get back into the top 30. And in 29th is Team Chris Cam. So if I could get ahead of him, that would be pretty good. Oh, and Team Chris Cam's little other team, Team Little Cam, is 27th. So my goal is to beat both of those. Okay. Well, that's nice. Yep. Um, and congrats to LL61 Motorsports, who is leading the way with four rounds to go. 20, no, one, two. 45-point lead. So he's looking good to scoop the grand hey, prize. That's looking really good. And what was that? Is it two grand? Two and a half. Wow. Two and a half thousand. In 24 max vouchers, but bloody hell, what can you buy for that? That's a lot of kit. That's kit. That's stands. That's chains. That's fuel jugs. That's every tent. That's everything you could possibly need to go racing. That's, um, that's a decent haul for a whole season's racing. Yeah. Like Why that. did we make it that high? I don't know. <laughs> that seems like a lot. <laughs> I wish I tried harder. <laughs> that really seems like a lot of money to give away on a game. <laughs> nah, it's great. Awesome. Great work from, uh, from 24MX. We're doing that. Yeah. And speaking of 24MX, the deal of the week this week is a gear bag. Okay. So uh, Any you... type of gear bag? Yep. But all. All gear bags? Gear bags with wheels, gear bags without wheels. So if you head to MX Vice social media and scroll through the post, you'll find a special link that takes you to the deal. But act fast, because that deal expires on Sunday. Interestingly, we've really put the bags to, to uh, through a complete testing. Um, they've, we've took them around sort of GPs this year and everything else. And uh, the ones that they've got in stock, the, the ones which have just been released, are really, really good. Yeah, they are actually impressed. It takes a lot to impress me. Yeah. But I was impressed. No, no, really, really good. And, um, you know, they've gone through the whole airport, uh, as they do. They never look after anything. And they stand up. And uh, on the road front, if you're a road fan, then on XL Moto, there's a deal on coarse MC jeans. That means nothing to me. But no, basically a pair of jeans. If that's what you're interested in, if that's your niche, then get on that. Yeah, do it. I hope you enjoyed that um, boring segment, which was MX Manager, because we <laughs> I don't know what happened. Maybe we got all the passion out the window in the, uh, the questions, and then we're just a little bit... <laughs> the, obviously, the Coke's not worked. No. So maybe we should have gone with the other Coke. Or um, different other drugs are available. Yeah, we apologise for making MX Manager sound so boring. Um, Rob's well, fell asleep. It's, it's quite hard when you skip rounds because there's no more competition between us, which well, is why I've decided instead of beating you, I'm now going to gun for Chris Camp. Wow. What's he done to you? don't know. Not, not much. Wow. Okay, just picking names out. Yep. Picking on people. Okay. Well, Lewis is going to Imola. I'm staying at home. <laughs> and then where are you going the weekend after that? I am going to Udavella. Your first GP since Tushantar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been bad. Wait, um, uh, and you didn't go to Latvia before that? You didn't do Russia? No. So since May, 
It was going so well, and then... Since May, you've done one GP. Is this your worst year ever for GPs? I think it might be that, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's definitely not your best. No. It, it started off really good. Obviously, started with Argentina, and it was going really, really well. And then uh, it's just gone to shit. So, yeah, never mind. Oh. Start again next year. I'm and, very excited about 2020. Are you, are you doing China? I don't know yet. I think you should. We're going on Thursday and we're coming up back on Monday, so it's not like we're it's not like we're away any longer than we are when we go to Imola. Okay. I will see if there's a business reason for me to go. Uh, I can think of one, which I'll tell you as soon as we stop recording. Excellent. Okay. Thanks everybody for listening in this week. Say bye, Les. Cheers. And we'll speak to you. Uh, speak to you same time, uh, same place next week. Cheers. Bye. Bmx For everything in the world of motocross, head to mxvice.com at Motocross Vice on Twitter and search MX Vice on Instagram, YouTube and Facebook. All content is now available in Spanish and Italian. BMX Vice Show.